Welcome to the Mandy Trapp Podcast. My name is, of course, Mandy Trapp, and I am a busy mom of three, a mindfulness coach, and the founder of Lifestyle Meditation. I believe that all of us, whether you know it or not, are on a journey. A journey to find out who we are, why we're here, and how to get what we really want. But to know all of this, I know that we must get quiet enough to hear the answers. Sometimes these answers come from somewhere deep within ourselves, and other times we find the answers in listening to the stories of others. This podcast is all about taking you beyond the idle and sometimes distracting chatter of the mind and introducing you to new and creative ways of seeing the world, yourself, and even the problems that you face. Thank you for spending time with me today. Now let the experience begin. Sunday. Took me an extra minute to figure out how to get in here today. (laughs) So if you're watching live, just hang in there. Good morning, Belinda. Good to see that you're here. Good morning, you guys. You can say hello. Good morning. I can see some of your names as you pop in here too. Good morning, Katie. Good morning, Greg. I'll do my romper room. Good morning, Debbie. (laughs) Good morning, Pam. So while we're settling in for, I'm gonna chat at you again, as I always do for Soulful Sunday, but we have a beautiful little meditation to do in conjunction with this today, maybe taking about 10 minutes or so. This is a very important meditation, so I hope that uh, you don't have to go anywhere, but if you have to jump off at any point in time over the next half an hour, 40 minutes, then I hope that you do this one again later because there's so much. Yeah, Kim, I loved Romper Room too, but they never called my name. I don't know, Mandy was not a common name, I suppose, in 1980. but I'm going to talk all about manifestation today. And I know some of you have been following, you've been following my Instagram post yesterday that something really amazing happened. And I don't think I'm going to tell you yet. I know that there's like two of you on here that I can see your name and you know what happened only because we're in our inner, inner circle and you are a part of that. So I'm not sure I'm going to share that yet, but there's so much around this whole theme of manifestation that I've been working with, uh, realizing, and then I actually watched a beautiful movie last night that I didn't even know existed because I have time alone this weekend, which has been really, really nice. And so I think I was on Amazon Prime maybe. And do you remember The Secret from 20 years ago, whenever The Secret came out and it was more of a documentary style? Uh, movie talking all about the law of attraction and there were different kind of law of attraction experts and different I'll just say spiritual teachers that were all talking about the secret but they've now done a movie which is more of a fictional style movie with Katie Holmes and well she was kind of like the main I suppose like well-known actor that was in it but there's a few other actors in it as well and it is called the secret and then I think the subtitle is dare to dream or something like that so it was really lovely and it just kind of shows these principles, or I should say this law in action. 
and it would be a really good one, especially if you find that you're somebody who struggles with the idea of law of attraction and the fact that, you know, as soon as I set an intention, inherent within that intention are all of the mechanics for its fulfillment. Okay, so I'm gonna say that again. The moment that you set an intention, and I'm gonna talk in a moment again about what an intention is, but inside of that intention is everything that you and the universe needs to actually make manifest or to bring that intention to fruition. So there's not a whole lot else that we need to do or we need to gain in order for that. There's a lot of different little, um, again, like mechanics or sub-mechanics that need to be activated, to be activated by you and be activated by the universe in order for that seed to crack open. But it's not as hard as you think that it is. And in fact, the title for today's talk, as well, you just jumped in probably without, I don't even know where you see the description, but what I punched into the description is three reasons why kids are way better manifestors than you and even than me. And there's way more than three reasons, but there's three really prominent reasons that um, I really wanted to share with all of you today and something that I've been paying really close attention to. And so let's just back it up here for a second. I just wanna break down two different kind of parts to this, just to make sure that we're all super, super clear and it's not like all this woo-woo kind of language. So the first thing that I wanna talk about is manifestation and what is manifestation? So we say when something comes manifest is that it comes from the, the unmanifest into the manifest or it comes from the unknown or the unseen into the known and the seen. And so there is a field, and again, I'm gonna use this as a metaphor because it's probably the best one that's out there, but we'll just call it this, this field of knowledge or information, which you and I know now as the internet or the World Wide Web. And every single idea, every solution, every picture, every, I don't, every adventure, whatever it is that you are looking for, sits somewhere within this field. Now, do we know where the internet is? No, we don't know where it is. It's just this network of information that is all around us that has you know, both problems in it, but it also has solutions. And so what we do is that we use these devices, right? We use our phone, we use our computer, we use our iPad to be able to mobilize or to download this information and to make it manifest. So to bring these floating ethereal ideas or solutions, to bring them, we say, earthside and into reality. So something that I can interact with means that I have to be able to experience it through at least one of my five senses. So in order to manifest a solution, for me to acknowledge that it's a solution means that I have to hear it, I have to see it, I have to feel it, I have to smell it, or I have to taste it because now I say that, okay, this is a real solution, this is a real possibility, that this solution is now manifest because it's gone from, again, this ethereal field that I can't really touch or interact with until it somehow comes here, okay, that's somehow, right, until I become aware of it. And so really it is through your awareness that manifestation takes place. Okay, are you following me? So when we say that I want to manifest <clears throat> a solution, so for example, um, I don't know, we need it, to, this is a very, very insignificant example, but it works the same way for really big significant examples. But I wanted to figure out how to hang patio lights in our backyard. We just did a renovation there. 
And for the life of me, I was trying to force different solutions. I'm like, well, maybe I could do it this way or maybe I could do it that way. And everything that I seemed to try wasn't working, right? So I went, okay, I'm just going to, in part, I'm just gonna see if I can, something can just come to me. And sometimes I do that when I'm in meditation and I say, okay, dear universe, dear spirit, like maybe give me some ideas or some solutions. Where can I look? Right? Sometimes I'll just go right into the Google search and I'll say, how do I hang patio lights or ideas for hanging patio lights? It doesn't matter because you're throwing your ideas all into the same field. The idea then is to be aware of if you hear solutions pop up, right? You hear your neighbors talking about it or you see something, you drive past you know, somebody's house and you see it, oh my God, okay, yeah, that's a really cool thing. Now we start to say that some of these potential solutions are manifesting. So manifest is not this woo-woo, you know, out there kind of a world. It means that we are starting to see signs or breadcrumbs on the trail that we are on the right track. Okay, so that's manifesting. The other part that is embedded within that, in order to manifest anything, is that we have to have an intention. So we have to be clear about what our intention is. And your intention is really just, what do you want? What do you want? And I wanted to figure out how to hang back yards or back lights in my yard. So that is my intention. And then now I'm trying to manifest a solution for the intention. So the intention doesn't have to be, you know, this great big, again, ethereal, woo-woo, wishy-washy thing. In fact, it shouldn't be. So when we come into reason number one, that kids are so good at manifesting, is that they are crystal clear about what they want. They are super clear about what they want. They don't do all of this, the stuff that we as adults do, which is focusing on what we don't want. And I know that that sounds obvious, but when somebody asks you, if you are planning on a vacation and now things are opening back up and you're like, yeah, I'm feeling like, you know, I'm going to plan a trip. I'm going to go and travel. And somebody says to you, okay, so where do you want to go? For most adults, we don't necessarily know where we want to go, but we start talking about where we don't want to go. Well, you know what? I know that I don't want to stay here, right? I know that I don't just want to go camping. I know that I don't want uh, noise and busyness. So we start talking about everything that we don't want versus what we do want, right? Every now and again, we can get really clear and it's like, well, I've been dreaming about dipping my feet in the ocean. And then somebody says, okay, so you wanna go to the ocean. Okay, well, that's awesome, so what ocean? Well, I don't know. I don't want it to be like really cold and I don't want like the chances of navigating like really crappy weather or a lot of people crowding on a beach. So we can slip off there with clarity. We could get even more clear and we can say, well, I want to go somewhere that's really hot and it's really tropical. Okay, so now we're getting more and more clear about what we want. And people can say, well, where might that be? Um, I don't know, you know, I don't, wanna, I don't want the flight to be too long and I don't want... <laughs> so we start to sidetrack or we, we derail ourselves by now starting to focus on all of these things that we don't want. And I'm going to talk in a few minutes about why it's important to not even entertain that. But for kids, they know exactly what they want. 
they want a new bike. It's not just, well, I want a new bike and you know, I really want to feel the wind in my hair when I'm riding down the street. No, they saw the exact bike, the red shiny bike with the streamers on the handlebars and the, the certain bell. They saw it in the, I was gonna say in the catalog, but they saw it online. They saw it because their friend has the exact same one and they know exactly what they want. And so our co-creator, which is this universe that we're in, which is just like the internet, like if you, if you punched into the search bar, where should I go on vacation? Try that. See everything that starts to come up. Now you are going to have to sift through millions upon millions of pages that are possible vacation destinations. And chances are you're gonna feel overwhelmed, you're gonna feel disheartened, you're gonna feel even more unclear than you were before versus searching in um, uh, deals in Maui right now, right? Or I wanna stay on the North Shore. So you get to be very, very specific that this is where I want to be, okay? So this punching it into the Google search and the clearer that you can get, the more chances are that they're gonna be able to bring up for you some of these ideas. It's the same way when we sit down and we come into our meditation, our mindfulness practice, and when I am asking the question, what do I want, what do I desire, what is my intention, the more clear and concise that I can be to the universe, the faster that it's gonna to start to manifest everything that is going to be, and it's all vibrational, you guys, in that like vibration, okay? Because there's a different vibration. When I'm sitting in the, well, I don't really know and I'm unclear, there's a lot of unclarity. I don't know if that's a word. There's a lot of <laughs> yuckiness that comes back at you versus just very clear cut solutions. So does that make sense? The more clear that you can be, the easier it's going to be for not only the universe to provide you options, but for you to be able to discern very, very quickly the potential uh, solutions that are coming at you, you can weed them out right away and say, yeah, no, that's not what I was thinking. Thank you for saying that, but I'm thinking something different or yeah, that feels right. I'm on the right track. And every single time we go, yes, that feels right. I, maybe that's not the full picture yet, but I know that that's a big part of it is it starts to, <clears throat> pardon me, it starts to build our energy and it increases the vibration and it builds our confidence in both ourselves and the universe's opportunity for us to be able to manifest what we want, right? So this is really, really important. Number one is to be very, very clear, okay? Number two, why are kids so, um, so much better at manifesting than us? Let me just do this for a sec. My daughter went out and got me some Starbucks. What a good girl. <laughs> Kids are obsessed, okay? They are obsessed. When they get on an idea, they are like a dog on a bone. They don't just say, you know, I would really like that and then put it in the parking lot and then get super tied up in everything else that's going on in their life. And as adults, it's difficult because we have so many moving pieces that our attention and our awareness can easily be sitting in many, many different pots. It's like, yeah, you know what? I really had every in, intention in the beginning to look up places to vacation or I don't know, ways to I don't know, increase my abundance, whatever it is that you're looking for. But then I just kind of left it because there were other things that I needed to pay attention to. 
And I think sometimes too, what ends up happening for us as adults is that these intentions that we have, things that we want to manifest feel, <clears throat> they feel really good, but they feel like a, I can have that when, right? I can have that perfect uh, relationship with my partner when I deal with all of these other small little parts that are really yucky and hard and difficult, right? Or I can have that dream job or role when I can actually just make sure that my bills are paid here right now, right? So we kind of, we do this little trade-off and what ends up happening is that we make the vision board or we get really excited about talking about it. And then we do put it in that parking lot and in getting consumed and busy dealing with the all of the other parts in our life as it lowers that vibration again and it takes our attention and our energy away. And so there's a saying in this whole, I'll say first and foremost in this whole uh, like metaphysical world, this yoga meditation world, and we say where your attention goes, energy flows. Okay, where your attention goes, energy flows. So wherever you're putting your attention, this is where all of your energy is going to move to. Okay, it's the path that it takes. And so it is not unlike the moment that you get out of bed if you're exhausted and you're tired and you stub your toe when you get out of bed and it, it kind of throws you into a bit of this spiral and then you go to get into the shower and there's no hot water and you're like, oh God. You start to create a story that, oh, this is gonna be a shitty day. This isn't gonna be very good. So we begin to put all of our attention on everything that could go wrong versus everything that could go right, right? Oh, well, I'm also looking forward to this or I'm getting excited about that. But we continue to put our attention on every possible negative outcome or negative experience that we can have that day. <clears throat> and as a result, all of the focus and all of the energy in our body and in our mind begins to go into that direction, right? So where your attention goes, energy flows. And it's not saying the bad, that the bad things don't happen in our lives, but the thing about kids and what they do is when they get an idea about something that they want, is that they continue to think about it. They're, they're doodling about it on their, you know, back of their notebooks at school, you know, they're constantly on their phones. I see, you know, even my kids now, you know, searching it up, looking for all of these ideas. They're talking about it with their friends. In spite of everything else that's happening in their lives, that is where their attention is. And I know sometimes as a parent, I've been like, hey, you over here, like get your head in the game, like we're doing this right now. And I could see that your attention is elsewhere. But they're constantly obsessing about whatever it is that they wanna manifest. And you guys, this is what we need to do. And I had a session with this lovely young man about a month ago and he's about 25 years old. And I said to him like, you know, where you're at right now, cause he was, he's not really happy with where he's at. He's like, I'm in a bit of a dead end job right now. I'm in a relationship that I'm not entirely sure about. Um, and you know, it's COVID so I can't do anything or go anywhere. But I said to him, you know, what, like, where do you see yourself in five years from and he said, well, I want to live, you know, in Australia and I want to have my own business doing like whatever X, Y, and Z and all of this is. And he said, but for now, like, this is where I am. So I can't even think about planning that. And I said, I think you're wrong. I think you're wrong. I think one of the biggest mistakes that we make is getting really excited about something that we really, really want and we leave it for later. 
it doesn't mean that this needs this change needs to happen today and i think specifically over the last year and a bit where you know we've a lot of us have kind of been forced to just kind of be here right now and not make any plans is that sometimes a lot of the intentions that we've had they they kind of die off instead of just keeping it top of mind and staying obsessed about it and that's what i said to him i said get obsessed about the idea of moving to australia and starting this business start to make little vision boards start to change your screensaver on your phone to be the beach in australia where you want to be start to picture yourself there because what is going to happen is whether it's a year out or 10 years out is that you are going to start to make decisions in your life right now that either feed the path towards the full manifestation of that, or you're gonna be making decisions that take you further away from it. Because every single micro decision that you make now is either one that takes you closer or one that takes you further away. There's no in-between. It's just the way that it is. And so when we get so obsessed about something, and I know for me, I have been over the moon obsessed about something for a, a long time, but I would say really, really obsessed since the beginning of January, because I'm like, this is going to happen. And I didn't know when it was gonna happen. I thought, okay, I was good if it happened five years from now, four years from now, but I needed to push the needle into like the this is happening <laughs> mark over the last six months. And so I was creating Pinterest boards. I was searching, you know, different things up online. I was talking to people as though it was on its way. And guess what happened? It's happened in six months. Is it ahead of the timing that I had planned? Yeah, because now I'm scrambling a bit going, oh my God, I didn't think it was gonna happen this quickly. And I think sometimes too, that is what, I don't wanna say sabotages, ourselves as well but i do know that there's kind of this backtrack inner roommate little thinker in the back that sometimes fears getting obsessed about something because we know intuitively that we have the power to create whatever we want to create and it's like but if it happens too quickly then that kind of ch it i was gonna say that kind of changes everything it does change everything if that happens too quickly what if my family's not ready for that what if you know, my business isn't ready for it. What if all of these things aren't ready for that yet? And every single time we change something, even if it's small, everything in our lives changes. It's just the way that it is, right? If I go, if I go in and change my hair, right, which I'm going to go and change my hair today, <laughs> is that the way that people relate to me changes because I'm not showing up the same. And as adults, we get so caught up and so concerned about the how is, how is, um, or how are my manifestations, like how is that gonna potentially impact other people? How is that going to affect my relationships? And sometimes we hold that fear like so tightly that we prevent ourselves from creating whatever it is that we wanna create. We prevent ourselves from getting obsessed about it. It's like, I can dream about this, but I don't wanna put too much attention into this because it might happen. And even if it's the best stuff, it might happen and then, you know, and then it's going to make, you know, other people in my life who I love who aren't doing all that well, it's going to make them feel really, really jealous. It's going to make them feel really insignificant. It's going to make them feel inferior. And I don't want that for them. So one of the best ways to make sure that everybody feels great is that I just stay right here like I am right now. And then we kind of tiptoe along in life like that just for, you know, a day, two days, 
10 days, and then we realize again that this urge comes up for whatever that soul desire is, and we can't get rid of these. And so if it is that we really on a deep level want to move forward, getting obsessed about something is important, but knowing that it's okay to get obsessed and to put our energy here and that all in the right perfect timing, I know the right and perfect timing for me, as hard as it might be for some people in my life, it's also going to be the right and perfect timing for them because nothing is static. Everything is always changing and it is meant, wow, Steph, somebody just won $500,000 this week. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but see, that's, that's what, that's, again, this is all possible when we get hung up on, oh, I don't know, like I really want this, but I'm not quite ready. So I pump the brakes or I hold the reins and I don't let myself get too excited or obsessed then we are literally sabotaging ourselves and we're putting that pin there. And then we start, we do this really funny kind of thing where it's like, oh, well, you know, I really, somebody will say, well, wh what's happening with that big, that big thing that you really want to do or that you really want? Yeah, well, you know, um, I was trying and I was doing my work on it, but you know, I guess, I guess it's not, this isn't the right time or it's not for people like me or we start to lose faith in the universe and it's not the universe that is letting us down. It's ourselves blocking ourselves and letting ourselves down. So the question that I ask you to ask yourself is if there's anywhere that you are struggling with manifesting. And if we think about, you know, the fact that where my attention goes, energy flows is what is stopping you from getting really excited and really obsessed and I love that word and I'm just going to keep using it, <laughs> getting overly obsessed about something. What is stopping you from that? What is stopping you from that? Or who do you feel is on your heart or who is stopping you from that? So just think about that for a moment because what I realized when I went in and dissected it is I was worried about, you know, oh, well, I'm worried that that might mean similar to the idea of when John and I moved the kids to Bali for a year, five years ago is I became really obsessed with that whole idea of having that experience, but I noticed myself several times pumping the brakes on it because I'm like, well, you know, the grandparents are gonna miss the grandkids and you know, who am I to do that to them, right? Or the kids are gonna miss their friends and oh, I don't think that I want that to happen for them. And so I would get all up and excited about it and things would start to open and then I would pull back. But I realized that it was just a story in my head. Because when I went in and had the conversation with them, with the grandparents, with my kids, like, like, is this really something that bothers you? Is that you? And what we decided at the end is that they were like, yeah, you know, it's, it's going to be, it'll be sad, it'll be hard, but guess what? We're going to come and visit and that this is going to be the greatest experience for everybody. And I'm so glad that we did that because me projecting a story as to why I shouldn't keep going down this track that's my story and it prevents me from stepping into the full manifestation of that. So our obsessions need to override a lot of those, I would just say insecurities that we might have about that. And also to be able to go in and to have some of these conversations and some of this dialogue. And it's not to say that people won't come and say to you, yeah, so if you get that job and you know, you move across the country, People might say, I'm not okay with that. Like, I'm gonna miss you. I don't want you to go anywhere. And then in that moment, we have to decide, am I living my life 
for them so that they can keep me here. And sometimes, you know what? That's okay too, to make that choice. It's like, well, you know, it's, it's an aging parent and I really just do wanna be closer to them and so I'm not gonna take it, but you're making the conscious choice. Or you say, no, I'm not gonna live my life for them and, and they're pulling me back or down to stay here. And it actually gives us a bit more of a catapult to be able to move forward because we get even more clear within ourselves, right? So getting obsessed and then noticing where we pump those brakes and pushing through. Now the last one, the last one, and I love this one, is that what kids do is they are constantly, <laughs> and I'm just laughing right now because my kids do this all the time or they did this all the time when they were younger specifically, but they hold this vi vibration of possibility and they are always looking for ways to make it work, right? So just even think about a kid that comes to you and says, mom, you know, can, can Charlie sleep over tonight? And you're like, no, you know, because we have to get up early to go, you know, you have soccer in the morning and you know, you guys aren't gonna get any sleep and then we have to go to grandma and grandpa's, blah, blah, blah. So as adults, we give all of the reasons why it can't work and they are like contrived, there'd be all these little contrived little ideas already that are brewing and stewing for all of the ways that it can work. And I have had that experience several times where it's like, well, we knew that you were gonna say that, so we came up with a plan for that. And we knew you were gonna say that, so we came up with a plan for that. So they're always looking for ways that it can work. And again, as adults, we stop doing that at some point in time in our, uh, as we say, our evolution. Sometimes I think we almost, we almost go backwards. We, we de-evolve or we devolve instead of not necessarily being as open to possibility is that we actually, you know, progress in the wrong way sometimes. And I think that, you know, for example, I'm just trying to think about a, a relative example to give all of you on this right now, although I know that we all have one. But when you sit down, you go, okay, so I think that this can happen right now. I'm so excited. You know, I've just put my, my application in. I've had, you know, a beautiful interview and I really, really, really want this job and I want all of the possibilities for it. And you can see yourself there. You can start to get obsessed with the idea of this dream job. We'll use that as an example. And then you start to think about all of the different things that could happen that could take you off course. Like, well, you know, I'm, I'm waiting to hear back and there's always a chance that, I don't know, there's other people who are more qualified than me. Or maybe there's a chance that I'm not supposed to go because I need to be here to take care of somebody that could potentially get sick one day, right? We start to look for all of these different variables that are out there. And the truth is, you guys, is that all of those possibilities exist right beside all of the possibilities that it could work. And I know that even the way as a parent that I used to speak to my kids, if my kids ever said, you know, I don't wanna go and do this because I'm scared that something might happen. As a parent, we say to them, that would never happen. That could never happen. And we know in the back of our head, oh shit, yeah, that could totally happen, but we're not gonna tell them because we don't want them to get scared or upset or worried about it. So we only give them the good possibilities on things. It's like, this is, this is the best thing. Like, all, look at all of the great things that could happen. So we do that to help to paint this picture of positivity and possibility for our kids, but we don't do it for ourselves. 
right? We usually flip it around on ourselves and it's like, oh God, what's the worst that can happen? And again, it's not saying that bad things can't happen. In fact, one of the most liberating things that we could do is that through this process of manifestation, we could say, okay, so I you know, put an offer in on this piece of land or on this new home, and there's a chance that you know, the financing falls through, or there's a chance that there's multiple offers and somebody else gets it and not me, or there's a chance that, I don't know, they raise the price and they don't wanna take you know, my lowball price on it. Those are possibilities and chances. And so we do have to look at those two and then we have to pull in the, but what are all of the best things that could happen? What are all of the most incredible things? And then from there is now we come back to point number two, which is get obsessed, is that where our attention goes, energy flows. So what am I gonna put my attention on? Am I gonna put all of my attention on all of the things that potentially could go wrong or can't work, or am I gonna put all of my attention on things that really could work and that possibility? And the more that we start to put our attention there is that it starts to become a vacuum, meaning that we release a lot of the resistance. And every tiny little clue on this path, these little breadcrumbs, I call them the breadcrumb trails, is it saying, okay, look here, okay, talk about this, okay, you know, entertain this as a possibility. The more that we start to nibble on those breadcrumbs, we start to feed the energy, we start to release the resistance, and it begins to suck us into, and if you follow, um, not Louise Hay, sorry, if you follow Esther Hicks, is that she talks about this vortex, is that we get into this vortex. And we've all experienced what it feels like to be in a vortex of negativity, where we just feel like, like dear God, no matter what I try to do, I just, nothing seems to go right for me. And maybe, and I would hope that you at some point in time in your life have experienced what it feels like to be in this vortex of no matter what you do, things just keep positively growing or manifesting. So it's what is the energy? What is the focus? What is the attention? What is the obsession? What is the attitude that you are approaching manifestation with? And yeah, it is true that sometimes things will not work out the way that you thought. But here's kind of the icing on the cake. And I know some of you have listened to me talk about manifestation many times, but the icing on the cake comes all the way back to the original intention that you set. And when you set that intention, we always add on to the end of that intention or something even better or something even better. So my intention is to book the perfect getaway for myself so that I can have some serious downtime and connection time to my kids and to my family. I don't know where that is, I don't know what that is yet, but as I start to get clear about what that could be, and maybe I see this beautiful hotel come up, whatever that is, and I say, okay, my intention is to go here with my family because I can see it and I can feel it already, and I add on to the end or something even better, what that leaves room for is it, I should actually say, what that doesn't leave room for is doubt. Because if for some possible reason that hotel is all booked up or we can't get there on time or maybe they raise their prices at the last minute and it goes out of your budget, is that we don't slide back into, oh, see, 
I knew that this wasn't going to happen. We get to stay up here and go, hold on a second. All that I could possibly come up with and see was one possibility to the fulfillment of this intention when there are billions of different possibilities that I have not met yet. And so when I say, or something even better, there is always a chance that something even better is on its way to you. And when those something even betters come, this is the last part that I'll share, I promise, but this is really important. The something even better can sometimes feel, and get ready for this, too good to be true. It can sometimes feel too good to be true because we're like, wait a second here. This hotel is even nicer. It's a bigger suite, ocean facing, and it's less, it's half the price of the other. Like, how could this be true? This, this has to be too good to be true. And so the moment that we notice ourselves saying that without further investigation, but if we just say this is too good to be true, there must be something wrong with this is that we actually tell the universe, no, thank you. I'm not interested. I'm just going to go over here and feel sorry for myself that I can't have what I want to have. And then everything that we continue to attract is going to be in that yucky, sticky energy field. We need to stay up here. It's like, well, maybe, maybe the other one didn't work out because there's something even better is like, well, you know, if you come here, now you get to save some extra money and you can go on all of these excursions with your family or you get to go to the spa every single day, right? The universe doesn't look at manifestation the same way that we do. It doesn't, it doesn't say, oh, you're deserving of this. Oh, you're not deserving of that. Oh, you, you will be able to deserve this as soon as you prove to me that you're worthy of that. Is it just continues to give and give and give and it gives in direction or in direction it gives I should say in alignment with the energy and the vibration that we are holding and so there are lots of lots of different things and I love Steph you use the example of your friend you know had this intention to manifest money and then wins half a million dollars this week but there's a lot of different situations there's so many different things that are out there that it's like we don't even have to pay for it. There's not an exchange in that way. We just have to get into that vibration. And by being in that vibration and being obsessed with that vibration, it is unbelievable what starts to happen. And again, I think about this with kids all the time. Is it's like, well, how did, how did you get that $800 bike, right? Oh, well, you know, I won it in a contest or, oh, you know, so-and-so bought it for me or, oh, my friend, you know, gave it to me for whatever, whatever reason. Like, let's not, let's not doubt these things. Let's see what is actual, what's actually possible for us. I'm like biting my tongue right now because I am not going to yet share because I don't have full clearance to share with, you know, what we just manifested this week or this weekend, but I will promise you that it was something even better. It was something even better than what I was beginning to get obsessed about and to get really excited about and not really, really attached to. But the something even better kept coming and it kept coming again and again. And I'm like, oh my God, but there was a pinch point. And I will tell you that there was a pinch point where it almost, in my eyes, it almost didn't happen. But it, who's to say that in the universe's eyes, they're like, well, you know, this was always meant to happen for you. But there was a moment where no, it could have gone either way very, very easily. 
And then when everything came to fruition for us, I was so excited with where it landed, only to get a call an hour later that there was something even better that was kind of embedded within that whole within that whole deal, within the whole manifestation. And it's like, oh my God, I didn't even I didn't even know that that was a possibility. And who's to say that there won't be even more something even better that come with that. And I, what I love um, is that oftentimes when one intention is fulfilled, that there are also other intentions that are wrapped up and embedded within that. And sometimes we don't even see that in the moment, right? And so if the, if, if let's just say like an acorn or a pine cone or some sort of um, seed from a tree, we know that inherent within that is the opportunity to put it into the soil and for that to grow a tree. But that tree also has the capacity to, um, to manifest fruit. And from manifesting the fruit, it also creates this beautiful little uh, like nest of life or this little network of life within its environment as well. And so, you know, you could see a tree that came from this tiny little acorn and you might say, oh, well, I really want to plant you know, this tree in my yard because I love the color of the leaves in the spring or the flowers that, you know, come in the spring. And I'm just looking outside now that all the beautiful pink flowers from my cherry blossom tree or my apple tree have, you know, now they've gone off because they only last like two weeks here. But the part that I love is that just because I planted the seed to get those beautiful pink flowers is that chances are as this tree gets even bigger, all of the fruit that it bears is gonna bring all of these beautiful birds. And another manifestation or another intention that I've had is I love waking up to the sound of birds outside of my window. And so I could hang bird feeders there, which might be one way to get that. But also the moment that we start to put these wheels into motion, you know, around these intentions is that a lot of times the manifestation of one intention also meets many, many other intentions that you have. So this or something even better is really all about paying attention to everything that is unfolding for you in your life. All right, I'm gonna leave it there before I spill the beans on anything right now. <laughs> but just to kind of summarize all of this, and then I just kinda of wanna show you what my morning practice, just a very brief part of my morning practice has been every single day on this topic that has helped me so much over the last six months for this really powerful intention to come to fruition. But first of all, talking about kids and this childlike energy when it comes to manifestation is that number one is that we need to be really clear. We need to be really, and the more specific that you can be, sometimes we think, well, if I get too specific, it's gonna shut off other possibilities. And the truth is, is that that's not true. <laughs> Okay, but we need to be really, really clear on exactly what it is that we want. Number two is to get obsessed about it. Even if for you, this is a retirement idea for your life, you know, 10 years out, 20 years out, is start to put those wheels into motion now. Start to look into ideas. If you know that, well, one day I want to, you know, retire to Hawaii, start planning trips to Hawaii now. Start learning more about the culture, do all of the things that you can so that it is this beautiful little graceful transition in the absolute and right, perfect timing. And then the last one is to really hold that, that vibration of possibility. So 
being that child who's really vying for the sleepover is to look for all of the different ways that it can work. So if a possibility that it can't pops up, it's like, huh, okay, so how can I also possibly make this work too? Okay, so begin to look for that. And then of course, staying in that energy of gratitude and gratitude for this something even better. Oh, beautiful. So here's, I'm just reading some of the comments right now. Here's my practice, and this is even before I get out of bed every single morning. So laying down, still on my back, you might still be laying, you might be sitting up, it doesn't really matter. But I always bring one hand onto my heart and one hand onto my belly. So this is my guidance system right here. This is my compass. I trust my gut implicitly, and I trust my heart and everything that is always moving here. So not listening to my head, but listening in here. All right, so here's the process, my friends. So you're welcome to close your eyes if you wish to close your eyes right now. Um, and if not, you're welcome to just slowly lower those eyelids down. But when it comes to manifestation, it is important for us to try to pull the senses in. Right? By pulling the senses in is that we begin to almost listen more intently we begin to see more vividly we begin to feel more strongly in part because we're not as distracted by everything that's happening around us as that we come into ourselves so closing the eyes hand on the heart hand on the belly and then as we begin to just take a few deep long breaths into the body beginning to feel that breath in the body and connecting back into the body. It's one of the most beautiful ways to ground the soul or the spirit back here right now because it's one thing to dream about what we want, but it's another to begin to embody it all together. And that really is the key is it's bringing everything here into alignment the body, the mind, and the soul. And so breathing that breath of life, the breath that we cannot see around us. Even as we take the breath in, we can't see where that breath is coming from. And so in order for all of that life force to be manifest is that it has to be manifest within a vessel, within a vehicle, and that is you. This is not unlike any of the beautiful dreams and desires and intentions that you have. Just like that breath, it is here floating around. All of the ideas, all of the solutions and the possible paths, but it's up to you to embody that. And so today we bring these dreams into the body and we feel them. And we ask ourselves this most important question is what, what are my intentions? What do I really want? What do I really want to have? What do I really want to experience? What do I really want to create? And as we come into the body through that breath, we don't only know this in the mind, but we begin to feel that in the body. So what does that what does the wanting feel like? Notice first what the desiring of that feels like. 
Sometimes it can feel exciting. Sometimes it can feel a little, I don't know, a little frolicky and agitated in the body. But just notice what the experience of wanting feels like. And then the invitation is to move a little bit deeper to then notice what the feeling of having is for you in your body. There's a difference between the feeling and the sensations of wanting and the feelings and the sensations of having. And do you notice that distinction? We can get excited about something the moment that we begin to see the evidence of manifestation or fruition, locking that in as having it, starting to feel more settled and more grounded, how does that feel? So I know what it feels like to want abundance, however abundance shows up for you but can I begin to tune into what it feels like to be abundant? So feeling all these things in the body in connection to your intentions and to your wants and desires. And we ask ourselves, where in my life right now Am I already having the experience of being or even just having on a small scale an aspect of that intention? Where is that seed that I can begin to water? So if it's abundance that you're looking for, where do I have a jar of change that I can begin to put all of my attention on this and see the abundance? If it's an abundance of friends and connections, where is one connection that I have in my life that feels so beautiful and fulfilling that I can feed that? Bring more of my attention into that energy and into that space. So now we're clear about our role. And the last thing for us to do is to open ourselves up to the universe, to possibility. And it becomes our call or our prayer to call in all of the abundance of solutions and possibilities that are available. Call these in to this vibration and into this vortex. And lastly, we take a deep breath in. And as we exhale, we see those intentions or those prayers being released up into the sky, released to the wind, carried to the stars, to the sun, to the moon, and beyond. And we know that as we come back here and we continue to water this seed, 
and to stay focused, dare I say obsessed about our ideas. That every time a new possibility arrives on the scene that I will feel immediately in my heart or in my belly. I will feel if this is something to say yes to, to take me closer or something to say no thank you to and to release it and let it go. And as I take my first few minutes of every day to practice this as it creates the clarity, it creates that vacuum and that vortex. And I begin to see everything that I want and need and desire coming to fruition faster and faster, but all in the perfect time. And so feeling this as we settle into the heart, remembering that this is the way that it happens because this is the way that nature operates and that I am not separate from nature. I honor these cycles, I honor the universe, and I honor my own ability to know when to roll my sleeves up and to work in that garden and to when to surrender and to let nature do its work. And in honoring all of this, we say namaste. Namaste. Mm -hmm. Namaste, my friends. Okay, so the one thing that I will tell you, <laughs> and then I'm gonna show you, I'm gonna show you right now, Charlie, in this meditation here. You ready for this? This is how, oh, do you see us looking at you? <laughs> That's how much Charlie loves the meditation right now. This whole idea of finding where we are already um, seeing these little seeds or these sprouts in our life and watering that and putting attention on that. I know that it may feel so far from where you eventually want to be. But in order to stay in alignment with what this is, we need these reminders. And so I think about this, this beautiful man that I follow through Instagram and listen to his podcast by the name of Drew Canoli. And he said that he used to hide money around his house. And he would hide it in drawers and in coat pockets and whether it was a dollar or $20 or he said sometimes and it was a lot for him because he didn't have a lot of money but he would literally hide like a 50 or a $100 bill. And it was a reminder to him every time he opened that drawer and he saw that, that bill sitting there that, oh my God, like there is abundance everywhere. And so the last thing that I'll say is that this was last weekend for John and I doing dealing with our little tiny tiny yard and our little skinny house that we're in right now because I thought god if I can't take care of this place and of this piece of land like how in the world could I ever attract anything bigger and if it's just you know one little pot or if it's you know you want you know a different home and you're like I'm just in this like really shitty rental right now care for it get into that energy and do that every single morning and I do that before I open my eyes in the morning, put my hand on my heart and my belly, and I say, what is it that is my intention? What am I calling in? And where is there already evidence that I have a little bit of this seed in my life that I'm gonna put some energy into that today? And the more energy that I put into that, I can't wait to share with you. It will be at some point this week, I'm sure, but I can't wait to share with all of you this. And share your stories. 
Share your stories of success. Share your stories with people in your life. Sometimes we think, well, I don't want to because it comes off as bragging or boastful and it's gonna make other people feel really crappy about where they're at and, and it'll just reinforce for them that they don't have it. And the truth is, you guys, is that we also need to prove to others what is possible. And especially right now when we are really on the verge of creating really either a lot of the world that we were in before, which needed a lot of change and shift and shake up and that we either go back to the way that things were before, where we did not care for the land, we did not care for each other in the way that we needed to, or we can make choices right now and learn from this last year and a half and say, no, there's something even better that I want to experience on this planet, for this planet, for myself, for humankind. Instead of looking at everything that's wrong here right now, the next choice that you make as soon as you hit end on this video is going to steer your momentum in one direction or the other. And you have that choice. What is the name? Are you saying, what is the name of what, Noel? The name of the guy I just talked about, Drew Canoli? Drew Canoli. He's the founder of a company called Organifi out of the US. You can follow his podcast. He did one, if you want to know the manifestation one that he did, and he, in that he also talked about, um, you know, really getting specific about the people. Maybe I'll talk about that next week. The, the people that you're around because their vibration that we're in too. He fires friends and he fires family members in his life. Sweet guy. That was He was on Luke Story's podcast. Okay, so Luke Story and Drew Canoli. All right, you guys. I know he does have the best name, right? Holy Canoli. <laughs> He's awesome and has some really beautiful things to say and he has an incredible life to show for it as well and to share what is possible. So go out, the next choice that you make, you're gonna take a path one way or the other. And I know the one that I'm gonna take, all right? I love all of you. Thank you so much for being here today. Sending you so many blessings throughout the rest of this week and we'll see you all again next week. Namaste, you guys.